Welcome to Mondays with Melissa. Join us every Monday to talk about health, wellness, mom life, faith, hope, and anything in between. I'm your host, Melissa Rolfs. I'm a holistic health and life coach, and I help women break free from sugar and stress eating so they can be calm, confident, and in control. After my own tumultuous journey with food, sugar, and stress eating, I found freedom, and my heart and my desire is for you to find freedom too. So let's start on the journey. Hello, hello, and welcome to Mondays with Melissa. I'm so glad you guys are here. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. I have a confession to make. Last week's podcast was something I recycled. Um, It wasn't actually new content. It was a podcast that I had previously released, but I know that it is the new year and people are really into losing weight and dieting. And so I really wanted to address that all important topic, even though it wasn't current. Um, I have a very good reason for not being super current. So our daughter is a high school basketball player. She's a freshman. And I wasn't aware that high school basketball was during the Christmas season. So due to poor planning on my part, she had a tournament up in Northern Arizona, about three hours away. The last week of school before break, we left early. She had to do finals early. We were up there for a few days. Then we were in Tucson, which is about two hours away on Monday. And then the following Wednesday, we were in California for a basketball game, which is about three hours away. So there was just a lot happening in a short amount of time (laughs) for me before my kids got out of school and I didn't make the time to record a current episode. So I hope that it was valuable. I hope that it was helpful. It's still great content. I think we really need to go into this year if we have a health or a wellness or a weight loss goal, knowing that health and weight loss are not necessarily the same. Yes, they can be, but there are also a lot of ways that people are losing weight, they're promoting weight loss that do not promote health. So just something to be mindful of if you need to go back and reference that episode, please feel free to do so. But Today, I want to dive in and I want to talk about resolutions because that's what we do, right? Like we set up resolutions at the beginning of a new year or we set goals. And so I really want to give you some how-to tips around this so that you are set up for success as we start a new year. And so I really want to just go over um, some things that you can implement at the beginning of this year to set yourself up for success. So I think a good question to ask is what will you embrace this year? What are you wanting to embrace? You know, maybe you want it to be a year of creativity, or maybe you want it to be a year of yes, or maybe you want it to be a year of self-care. Maybe you want something And maybe we just need to start there. Maybe we need to start with a theme and then kind of break it down from there. So I'm going to ask you some questions. Have you chosen a theme for previous years? And if so, what themes have you chosen? What theme would you like to pick for this upcoming year, 2023? Who will you share this new theme with? And I think it's really 
important that we start by knowing what we want. I think sometimes it's easy for us to know what we don't want and we focus so much on what we don't want, but we don't focus on what we do want. So I'm going to kind of flip the script here on you and start by suggesting knowing what you want. Tony Evans says, part of reaching your destiny is understanding your detours. So when it comes to choosing a theme for the upcoming year, think about what you want more of. And if you're not sure, here are some questions for you to consider about the different areas of your life. Now, to really dig deep, rate yourself and decide where you want to see growth. And then ask yourself, what do I want to create in these areas? What do I want to see more of? What do I want? to see less of. So in terms of family and friends, are you happy in your relationships? Are you spending enough time with the people you love? Are you regularly speaking the love languages of those you care about? And how would you rate your relationships overall? Let's dive into career. Or if you're a student, maybe this is your, your academics. Are you on the path toward where you want to be? Does your career or what you're studying align with your values? For example, if you value being home and raising children, then a career on the fast track that has you traveling all over isn't going to be in alignment for you. So how would you rate your career overall? Let's talk about health. Do you wake up each morning energized and ready to go, or do you feel sluggish, tired, and unmotivated? Are you making time to move your body each day and prepare nourishing meals? Have you sought out experts like chiropractors or naturopath or coaches for any health issues that you're experiencing? And how would you rate your health overall? Let's talk about faith. Where are you at in your faith? Do you feel at peace? Do you anticipate good things happening to you and for you? And how are you living out the values of your faith in your day-to-day -day life? And how would you rate your faith on an overall level? You know, I see a lot of people who are wanting to do things like read the Bible in a year. That's amazing. Is there anything like that that you want to do? Maybe you want to commit to a 30-day prayer challenge. You really get the opportunity here to decide what you want more of. What about wealth? What if you created a life you loved? Are you financially stable or are you living paycheck to paycheck? Do you have a monthly budget that makes you feel confident about where your money's going? Do you have a savings plan in place for things like retirement and college? How would you rate your overall wealth? Achievement. This is an interesting one for me. What do you want to achieve? Are there goals on your achievement list that you realized aren't important or don't belong there? What are some new achievements you'd like to add to the list? And how would you rate your current level of achievements overall? And I say this is interesting for me. I had an aha over our break. Um, we introduced our daughter to some great movies. I love Reese Witherspoon. So I, I did not introduce her to this. My husband and I watched it. Sweet Home Alabama, one of my favorites. But I did introduce her to Legally Blonde, one and two. Again, love Reese Witherspoon. And realized that Somewhere along the way, I had been taught, told, adopted the belief that watching movies will make me not productive. And so I really have had a high value on not watching movies, not watching TV. I'm very much an achiever, very focused, very productive. But what I realized when I watched those movies was they help settle me down. They help me calm down. They kind of 
do something for me that I don't normally do for myself because I'm so busy achieving. So maybe just kind of a caveat to throw in there in terms of achievement, make sure you're also making time to relax and kind of enjoy and unwind, which leads me to the next one, fun. What activities do you consider fun? Are you prioritizing them? Are you regularly taking time away for fulfilling activities that energize you? Maybe it's hiking, maybe it's a movie, maybe it's shopping. How would you rank your fun experiences overall? Now, ideally, what you want to do is you want to rank your satisfaction with these areas of your life on a scale of one to 10, no right or wrong, no judgment. If it feels like a five to you, then it is. If an area scores low, ask yourself why and consider what you maybe need to change or add or take away in your life. Another really cool experience can be to journal your thoughts on areas of life that you've improved in the past year. I think a lot of times we don't take time to acknowledge or celebrate what we've done, and then we get focused on the next thing, and we don't really kind of pause and celebrate in the moment. So maybe take some time to celebrate and be thankful for what you've improved upon or what you've accomplished in the past year, and maybe ask, how did you do those things? And what areas of your life would you like to change in the upcoming coming year? Another thing I want to talk about is picking a word. I would encourage you to fully embrace one word for the year if you feel led to do this. I'm not feeling led to do it, but I know a lot of people are, so I'm, I'm going to put this in here for you. Um, but you want to find a word that captures your hopes, your dreams, your inspiration for the new year. So again, if you are struggling with the theme idea that I suggested earlier, maybe pick a word or phrase, one word or phrase that invites simplicity. And I think, you know, simplicity <laughs> can decrease stress. It can make it easier to focus and you're more likely to achieve big things when you're not feeling pressured to do it all. One word or phrase challenges you to be intentional and words are powerful. You know, the Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue. We know that words can create or destroy. So it's super important to choose our words wisely. And it's easy to think of resolutions like a dessert bar filled with cakes and cookies and candies and ice cream and all the other goodies. And you want one of everything. And so it's easy to load up on the things you think that you're supposed to want. But what if you flip that script? And what if instead of trying to take a bit of everything, you just picked up one decadent dessert, like a creamy cheesecake topped with a sweet cherry glaze? Or for me, it would be something chocolate, like a triple layer chocolate cake with chocolate ganache icing. <laughs> I don't even know if ganache is icing, but I love my chocolate. So what if you embraced the sweetness of now with a simple choice? I think we tend to complicate things and complication and confusion causes us to say no. One word or phrase can also shift your focus. So again, it's easy to fixate on what you don't like about yourself or your life. So if you are in a bad situation that you can't change, you may keep saying that you're stuck. But choosing one word to embrace can shift your focus. So what if you use the word purpose to remind yourself that there's a purpose for the situation that you're in? Or what if you chose the phrase, this too shall pass? That's one that I use quite a bit, this too shall pass. I would like for you to, if you like the idea of word, it would be helpful to journal your thoughts. What would you like your one word to be for this year? Why did you choose that word? 
and how will you live out your word over the next few months? And then the last step in really kind of doing resolutions and goals, we've talked about simplifying, we've talked about big picture, we've talked about themes. I would encourage you to choose a mentor to inspire you and challenge you. Picking a theme for the upcoming year is a great way to kickstart the next, you know, 365 days, but don't stop there. You also want to choose a mentor, someone who motivates you to keep pushing yourself and upping your own game. So find somebody who inspires you. Think about someone who is regularly inspiring you. Why do they inspire you? And I would like to add to one thing for me when choosing a mentor is it's really important to me to find somebody who's walking the walk and talking the talk, meaning what they're saying they are doing. Like if they are talking about parenting, I would want to make sure that they have a good relationship with their kids, that they have respect and they have camaraderie and they have love and their kids are healthy and in an environment that that fosters good parenting. And if I'm going to be taking advice from them, I want to know that they are doing the thing that they're coaching on. So I think that's a really important caveat that I would add as well. And I think too, just, you know, things to consider with a mentor. How can you learn from them? How will you engage with them? What does that mentoring look like? And so I would encourage you to journal about this. Who inspires you? Why do they inspire you? What can you learn from this person? And then really, if you want to grow into your best self, hiring a coach would be a really great step to do. You might want to consider a coach who helps you in an area that you're really struggling with. So for me, I get to help women go from feeling overwhelmed and stressed and using food for relief to learning new strategies that they'll use to actually feel better instead. Because so many of us, we are frustrated or we're overwhelmed or we're stressed or we're burnt out and we will go right to the pantry or the fridge instead of really kind of trying to work through the emotion. And so if you want to work through the emotion and really get to the root of why you're turning to food in the first place and learn strategies around that, that's what I do. And so that would be a great example if you find yourself, maybe you've gained weight over the past year, or maybe you feel like you're snacking out of control, or maybe your sweet tooth is getting the best of you, and you find that you are going to food for relief, that's where I would be the type of coach that could help you with that. Now, if you are looking for someone to help you with your career or parenting or something else, you would want to hire a different specialty coach for that. But it's really important before you hire a coach to know what you want to tackle. What's one goal that if you achieved it, your whole life would improve? Is that your health? Is that your marriage? Is that your finances? Is that your parenting? So whatever that area is, think about what you want to accomplish and then find somebody from there. And I would encourage you, take your time. Don't just hire a coach because another year is starting. Choosing the wrong coach is like buying a pair of shoes that are too small. Yeah, you can get where you want to go, but the journey is going to be painful and kind of miserable and you're going to end up with blisters and nobody wants that. So take your time, choose a coach that's a great fit for you. Most coaches that I work with offer strategy sessions where you can really kind of get to know one another. They can kind of speak into your situation. Take your time, do your due diligence and really find a coach that's a great fit for you. And remember a coaching relationship should stretch you a little, 
but it should also be a really fun, rewarding experience that fills you with confidence. One more caveat. I keep having caveats here. <laughs> Find a coach who's going to ask you hard questions. You want to be challenged. You doesn't want, you don't want a coach who's going to give you the tools to succeed. That's not coaching. That's enabling. A good coach is going to equip and empower you. They're going to mine deeper, looking for hidden mindset issues that are blocking you and really keeping you from accomplishing those, those goals. You also want a coach who's going to speak the truth in love. You don't want them to let you off the hook or accept your excuses. You want that accountability and the follow-up on how your progress is going. So don't settle when it choose to coming a to hiring a coach. Keep searching until you find a coach that you really connect with and that challenges you to be the best version of yourself. With that, I'm going to wrap up this episode of Mondays with Melissa. I'm so excited that you're here. If you are interested in a feel good without food strategy session, I will put a link in the show notes for you. We'll come up with a game plan to discover when food is sneaking in, how you're using it to feel good, and maybe dig a little deeper, find out what's going on and what we can do instead. So I can't wait to see you next week. I will put a link in the show notes for that strategy session, and I can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye for now. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for being a part of today's episode of Mondays with Melissa. As always, my hope is the content is valuable and relatable to you in your life because I know how chaotic and full being a mom can be. So I'm really here to simplify health and make it easy and digestible for you. And as always, if you need help and you're looking to learn how to manage your emotions so you can kick sugar cravings, stop stress eating, and be calm and confident, this is an invitation to either chat. We have a coffee chat opportunity where you and I would chat for 20 minutes. I would hear about your goals, what you're looking to accomplish, what you've done in the past, and come up with a plan going forward. Or if you are not a chat on the phone type of gal, I totally get that. This is an invitation to you to join my Finding Freedom program where we really learn how to manage our emotions so that we can kick those sugar cravings, we can stop stress eating, and really show up and be calm and confident as the wives, as the moms, and as the women that we desire to be. So I will put a link in the show notes for you to learn more about that program. And as always, if you have questions, let me know. But thank you for being here. If this was valuable to you, please share it with someone that would it would bring value to as well. Talk to you later.